A career in accounting and finance. It's never been easier. So, if you're good with numbers and are looking for the fastest route to a professional qualification, then speak to Accounting Technicians Ireland. Our graduates work in multiple sectors at home and abroad, and you can choose from three flexible study options to suit your lifestyle. ATI Diploma courses start this September. To find out more and register, visit accountingtechniciansireland.ie. Start your journey with ATI. Welcome to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. With me today, I have two very, very experienced debaters here to tell me which is the better film between Beauty and the Beast yes. and Moana. Yo, yo. Helping me fact check today <laughs> is none other than the man himself. That's right, old Maddie, with all the facts. <laughs> All right, that's him. Hopefully we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Defending Beauty night. and the Beast today is... Georgie Purdy. Georgie, how much do you love Beauty and the Beast? I love it a lot. Mm, you've defended a lot. a lot of films. I have. This was my first pick of like, mm. this is the film. Give me this one to defend. So this is, this is so a this personal is strong. one for This you. is a personal mm. moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, <sighs> Defending Moana... Stacey Hobbs. Stacey Hobbs. Hello. We have the Disney grown-up team yes, facing off against the table. <laughs> we're no longer war. a team. We're mortal enemies today. <laughs> um, you hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> ready for the cheap You shots. love to listen to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so we are... This is, in fact, the second last debate Ooh. of Whoa. the second round. High stakes. So second last debate. No of course, no after pressure. this, we will go into our wild card and popular vote debates. Mm-hmm. So they'll still happen before we get into our round three where there are teams. But this is the second last canonical round. Well, <laughs> episode of the second round. Yes. Good use of the word canonical. But anyway, yes, continue. <laughs> and here I thought it was all not canon. <laughs> What a fun joke we all shared there. (laughs) Okay, so we have rolled a dice and determined that Stacey Holmes defending Moana will be going first today. Uh, So you'll have six minutes to give me both the pros for your film and the cons against your opponents. You'll get a warning tone at five minutes. It will sound like this. And then at six minutes, you'll be rudely cut off by Darkwing Duck saying... The jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box! Rude. Very rude. Mm. Now, your time will start when you start talking. Moana, a new Disney film for a new age of Disney films and a film that has been heralded as a return to the heights of the Disney renaissance. Moana is refreshing in its scenes for a number of reasons. The movie is based on Polynesian culture, a culture incredibly underrepresentation in film. In doing so, Disney hired a cast of Polynesian voice actors and were incredibly focused on ensuring that the movie was representative and respectful to the cultures of the Polynesian peoples. Over the last, uh, over the five years it took to develop and produce the film, directors Clemens and Muska recruited experts from across the South Pacific to form an oceanic Story Trust, who consulted in the film's cultural accuracy and sensitivity as the story evolved through nine versions. Taika Waititi, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher these names. 
full disclosure, Taika Waititi, the New Zealand actor, writer and director, wrote the initial screenplay and Aaron and Jordan Candle, who were born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, were later involved, while Jared Bush wrote the final version. The film songs were written by... Opatea Fai, Mark Mancina, and Lynn Manuel Miranda. I'm so sorry. While the score was written by um, uh, Mancina. The lyrics are in English, Samoan, and the Turkaluan language. I'm sorry. The film was also the first motion feature to be fully dubbed in the Tahitian language, and it's also been dubbed in Maori and Hawaiian. The movie follows a young woman who has to undo the wrongdoings of a demigod, and her tenacity in telling him off for his cocky attitude and refusal to take responsibility for his actions is hilarious and refreshing. The beautiful telling of this traditional legend at the beginning of the movie is a fun, joyous opening to the movie. From the start, we see the remarkable animation, from the textures and the canvas artworks to the light of Moana through the ocean on the beach as she rescues a tiny baby turtle and meets the ocean. The ocean gives the same delightful sass as magic um, as the magic carpet in Aladdin and speaks to the magic that Disney has in its storytelling that we immediately recognise the kin Moana has in the ocean and its innate knowledge and personality. The animation is breathtaking in this movie, epitomising the incredible scene where Moana comes face to face with Takar and restores, uh, restores her to Tafiti from raging fire and lava to lush peaceful growth. The animation also sings and the how far I go prize where the spirit of grandma appears in the stingray made of light illuminating Moana's boat and accompanying her on her journey. Grandma is another brilliant female character uh, who definitely dances to the beat of her own drum. She inspires fun and curiosity in Moana and encourages and supports Moana in her journey. It is implied that Grandma, while respected, is definitely the black sheep of the island, but her calm, confident demeanour provides encouragement to be yourself despite criticism. Moana... um, also transcends its story in the way that it can be an allegory for trauma. There are several commentaries on how the movie has helped so many women, often mothers who have watched the movie with their children, in their journey of recovery from violence and trauma. When Moana finally confronts the lava monster Tika, she realises that the creature isn't what it seems. As the monster crawls towards Moana, huge, roaring and terrifying, the future chief shows no fear. She walks calmly and confidently towards the raging beast, singing, I have crossed the horizon to find you. I know your name. They have stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. This is not who you you are you know who you are once the monster realizes that she is finally seen for who she truly is the fire fades and she leans towards Moana with a sigh of relief Tefiti's heart is restored and it is revealed that this creature was a beautiful goddess Tefiti uh, goddess Tefiti all along Tefiti was wronged by Maui and it was implied in the story that he was the one who needed to heal her. He tries to do so with more aggressive techniques which failed. However, Moana saw past the pain and recognised Tefiti um, coming from a place of love and compassion. Moana did the forehead press with Tefiti before she was healed, as when she was Tikar, accepting her with respect well before she was restored to her full glory. And she was able to help her heal and restore. Moana demonstrates that you are not defined by your darkest hour. You are greater than what has been stolen from you. It is never too late to heal. It is never too late to make a fresh start. And it is never too late to have your heart restored. It also demonstrates the incredible healing power of forgiveness, both to the perpetrator and the victim. It also demonstrates the challenge that trauma may be for others surrounding them. Moana struggled with her journey. It was long and hard and full of disappointments. And while most Disney movies campaign for a message of you can't give up, you must do this, Moana offers us a choice. Grandma recognises the immense pressure put upon Moana and offers her a way out without any judgement or implication that this would be weak or the wrong choice. Grandma reaffirms that she supports Moana and will love and support her no matter what. This offers another layer of complexity and depth to the film where Moana truly acted of her own accord with true informed consent, understanding that she was not responsible 
the journey and result did not happen as planned or hoped for, and knowing that her family is proud of her and her unique voice. Grandma speaks of Moana's past helping her future, and the scene is bolstered with the appearance of her ancestors, demonstrating again this importance of power, of heritage and culture. Her war cry of self-discovery, I am Moana, is powerful. And these scenes really incorporate as well the Polynesian beliefs of ancestors coming and helping and supporting, and it's done just in gorgeous animation. When we compare the heroines of Beauty and the Beast and Moana, we can see how far Disney has come. While Belle remains a favourite of mine, she does have, and she does have a sense of self-confidence um, despite criticism and heart, she does not live her dreams. She saves a man and then lives in his castle. Moana journeys beyond her village, finds her true self, rescues her people and then continues to journey. She leads her people to rediscover their heritage. She lives life on her own terms, not on the servitude of a romance. Where Beauty and the Beast is focused on the Beast and him learning not to be a jerk, his growth is predominantly self-serving. Being less of a jerk assists him in being human again. Where Moana triumphs is in the balance of growth in both protagonists and co-protagonists. Pro co Moana herself finds herself and is empowered, and Maui rights his wrongs, adjusts his ways, and recognises Moana's worth. Their journeys, so connected, are not dependent on each other. Each follows their own journey, they find their own way, and the growth of each character is not contingent on the supporting character giving up their own dreams or agency in order for them to grow. Excellent. Okay. Well Any facts that need to be checked? Checked there, fact checker. I believe it all checked out. Oh, oh. dang it! Oh, that's I'll leave it for my summary. I'll leave it for my summary. <laughs> She'll leave it, it for the summary. Her summary. Oh, oh I'm glad. Well, I'm glad she's fact. following the rules. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Georgie, that was a uh, that was a that an was intimidating a opening a salvo. Yep. So you will have the same Oof. six minutes to tell me why Beauty and the Beast is the best Disney film ever made and why Moana is not the best <laughs> Disney film ever made. Right. And your time starts when you start talking. Beauty and the Beast is clearly one of the greatest and most enduring Disney films of all time. The film won overwhelming praise from critics and audience alike and even groundbreakingly became the first animated film to be nominated for a Best Film Oscar, standing up, ne standing proudly next to non-animated film giants. Unlike previous Disney films, it started that trend of the new, more progressive type of heroine in Belle, and she still remains a positive role me model for young girls with her fierce independence, her love of books, her desire to make more out of life, and yes, falling in love and finding true live love, which doesn't diminish her character at all. Her character alone is a reason enough to justify where Beauty and the Beast is the best, but rest assured there are many other reasons. It has amazing music, a compelling story, stunning and groundbreaking visual design. Beauty and the Beast has been the heart of the Disney film for such a long time and it will continue to be for decades to come. Belle is vital to the Disney princess light up and her presence there serves as a positive influence, showing girls that brains and character are what are important as well as having a killer outfit. The story doesn't need an explanation <laughs> because it's that well known. The movie takes Belle on the adventure that she so longs for in saving her father from the beast and finding an enchanted castle, befriending its inhabitants and then finding true love that's based on true friendship and a connection. What is so beautiful about this film is its message. On the surface, it is, it is a simple don't judge a book by its cover and things aren't what they seem. And that's very clearly upheld by the Beast and all his castlemates and even Belle herself. But it also applies to this chillingly human villain of Gaston. He's a handsome alpha type, charismatic leader that should be a hero, but really he is the villain. It's his human greed, entitlement, prejudice and selfishness that's the film's real antagonist. And this is a vital message that's so applicable to Dead to Hay, that this bad guy isn't always this big, terrifying, scary monster. It's the human in us. The themes and morals of this mo movie are woven into so many levels that this film teaches kids and adults alike these important life lessons. The side characters are charming and serve a purpose, being developed characters. Lumiere, Cogsworth, Mrs. Potts, Chips, Maurice and even LeFou um, are wonderfully portrayed and they each have a role to play in the larger story whilst not just fading into the background of oblivion. 
The music is a sumptuous score by Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. It's Disney at its finest. Be our guest, Belle, Gaston, Taylor's Oldest Time, Something There. Even the underscoring and transform mu- transformation music all elevate this story into an amazing film. The music and lyrics in this film is a masterclass on how to blend narrative exposition and character development in one without pandering to the audience. Belle is one of the most successful opening numbers in the Disney canon. It established and sets a world of the film, explains the main character, foreshadows the movie, and sets up the film's main conflict all in mere minutes. Be our guest is a sequence that shows Disney animators magical creativity at its finest this sequence inspired so many animators and it will to come for the generations Um, the Oscar winning title song sung by Mrs Potts seems to transcend time it feels like it's a song that has always been with us not just something that started in the 90s from a technical point of view the ballroom scene walked so that others could run without these pivotal developments in technology subsequent films um, and future generations wouldn't have been possible Everything serves a purpose in Beauty and the Beast. From the opening narration, every word, every action has a meaning and a purpose. The precision and the attention to detail means that there is no dull moments in this film and what makes it a timeless classic. Beauty and the Beast is so closely linked to the heart of Disney as its whole, it is impossible to argue that it isn't one of the best animated films of the Disney canon. It's worthy of its place in history as not just a Best Picture nominee, but as the gold standard of what a Disney film should be. Moana, on the other hand, is a newer Disney animated film that tries so very hard to recapture the magic of the Disney era renaissance and that's exactly what it is try hard it's a beautiful but poorly paced stock standard plot lackluster film film with underwhelming one-lining punchlines that caters to children and not to the complex audience there are maybe a strong female character at the center but the film is really about maui the plot is a standard quest with a few token side animals thrown in and an average weird Davy Bo- David Bowie impersonating crab. There are several plot holes and it at the very best is a basic superficial retelling of a story that comes from an extremely rich culture. The plot drags on and Moana and Maui finally meet and they have the same over- argument over again and again and again. This is meant to drive the plot and show character development? I think not. For all of Moana's merits as a feminist hero, Moana herself collapses into the same old tired tropes of other films. The writing team included eight, um, of eight only included one woman, and here are men again defending their feminist hero Moana. The issue of cultural representation also comes into play. There were many critics on its release that were displeased with the representation that it showed. Yes, Moana is a new creation within a backdrop of a Polynesian culture and stories. Um, they may have had this trust to serve and inform them. That that doesn't mean they got it right. Um, with this film, Disney had the power to shape how the world understands and sees Polynesian culture, and they didn't get it 100% right. The world will now know Maui as this blustering, arrogant, antagonistic character of the film rather than the traditional cultural hero that is in Polynesian mythology and holds so close to the people. The danger is that Disney's take on Maui is going to displace that Polynesian story. Where is the line between cultural appropriation and cultural imperialism? The side characters here merely get a look in. Hey, hey, is a chicken that screams and that's it. The cute pig, which is merely for merchandising, doesn't even get on the boat. The dad as a character is apparently a great leader, but when Moana suggests to look for food, he chucks a hissy fit. He doesn't inform Moana of why she needs to stay on the island. That's just bad parenting. Major plot points are driven by things that just decided are going to be sentient when Disney, it suits their purpose. The ocean stars, tattoos, and weird coconut armies are really just a place for cheap merchandising. Overall, it is ultimately an average film. It has average music at best, and its best known tune is a man, poorly mansplaining um, why he, uh, the world is welcome for his presence to Moana, which is meant to be about a strong female character. It treads the same moral plots that Beauty and the Beast does, but Beauty and the Beast does it with more subtlety and with greater articulation. It is a film that just simply can't can't stand up to Beauty and the Beast and its majesty, and that's why Beauty and the Beast is clearly the better movie. 
All right, right to the second. Ooh, my word. I can't wait to rush out and buy my ocean merchandise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I actually yeah. did look up Disney merchandise for Moana to see how extensive it is. It's pretty extensive. Yeah. Are there any that ocean pig, characters? The pig, you can buy a water bottle. I was more referring to the coconuts and the characters. Yes. For that. Yeah. But also the ocean. You can now buy a Disney selling parts of it for merchandise. Okay, so we'll take a quick break now and then we'll come back with question and answers unless there are any facts that need to be checked I mean I'll be honest I'm afraid to get in the crossfire (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair but um yeah the facts all seem to be worked out all the awards that have been brought up uh, accurate uh, in terms of the writing of Moana having only one woman credited uh, so it's a mess in terms of who was credited for that uh, yeah, Jared Bush was credited for writing the screenplay and for story there are five story writers mm-hmm. one of which is a woman okay Julie noted <laughs> we'll come back with questions and answers All right, questions and answers. Mm. Well, questions and hopefully answers. Hopefully answers. Now, I'm going to go with Stacey's question first. Mm -hmm. Now, Georgina has accused Moana Mm. of being stock standard Disney tropes. Yes. Young girl, adventure, finding herself... Saving the day, maybe a princess. Yes. Can you tell me why that isn't true? Well, it is. But also, so is her movie. So (laughs) you can't accuse mine. But I do do think... Okay, so if that is true, can you tell me why Moana is a better example of that than Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Look, there there are tropes. I think the, um, the winning factor in Moana... It comes down to a few different things. Um, she is a younger princess, much like many of the younger princesses around the same age of 16, um, but she's not motivated by the love of a man. Um, she's not motivated in love interests, which for a 16-year-old, it's, that's probably good. Um, and her, her, her journey is more so about this... Uh, which I think is is also culturally representative of the Polynesian people is this, this connection to her culture. So she she understands her culture, she loves her people, but she's she doesn't understand these these secrets that have been put in place to try and protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's feeling that disconnect. It's a disconnect in herself about what she is meant to be and achieve, but also because of that disconnect with her culture and her heritage, as far as her her people traditionally being um, adventurers and um, in getting out into the world. So, so she has those dual disconnects going on at the same time, which I think is a really powerful thing in that the movie really deals with the this the um, cultural disconnect that's been proposed in the film as far okay. as – in that, but also within herself and that That's journey. very interesting. I'm going to throw it over to Georgie. Mm. Can you tell me why that isn't true? Can you tell me why Belle is a better example of stock standard Disney princess story than Moana? Well, I feel like – Belle obviously coming first, like she pioneered this kind of, was earlier in the tropes, whereas Moana is a little bit of a copycat of Disney trying to emulate the story again. I feel where Belle, obviously Beauty and the Beast is based on a fairy tale, so it is taken from that. I'm going to stop you there. 
Belle came first. Yes. Did not Snow White and Cinderella yes, come true. before yes. Belle? So, but they gave Belle in this story more of her own agency. Okay. It wasn't just um, – Stacey made the point that, you know, her adventure is um, just simply falling in love, but it's not. Unlike the other princesses, she's not going out to find a prince to fall in love with. It's something that happens to happen with this beast that she finds the shared connection, um, this shared kind of outcast bond, and they grow and develop together to find love. Um, just because it's a love story doesn't diminish its fact of a plot or a film. It doesn't make it automatically bad that she has a love interest whereas Moana doesn't. Yeah, but by it's that It's just same- as much as her finding her story and her place in the world, but it just also happens to be a love story with it. I don't think that's a okay. fairy tale trope that does, exists does, and that's what it encapsulates on. Does Belle have to work and try to find that place or is she just adopted by the prince? In terms of ass, <laughs> she's just adopted the by prince the prince. Finds her, puts her in the castle, and mm. she learns to be happy there. I feel like she helps him change, mm-hmm. which then changes the environment, which then changes okay. the the environment that she's in. She's no longer by the end of it just to capture their equals. They become equals, and that's when they okay. they find love. I feel that Stacey has something to say. I'm not going to let her say it right now. She can save it for <laughs> her closing argument. You can save that. But that leads me into my next question, yes. which I was just going to be for Georgie because she made an accusation. Mm. But I'm going to open it up in the same way the last question was. Okay. But I'll, I'll let you answer first, Georgie. Okay. Now, you accused Moana of being a movie basically about Maui. About mm. this grumpy man child who had to learn his lesson so that the mm. things can happen. Is not that the exact same story of Beauty and the Beast where the grumpy man child has to learn the but error of his ways? The creators of Beauty and the Beast have often said that it is the Beast's story. Mm-hmm. Like they don't pretend that he's not a main character. He's, it's Beauty and the Beast. Whereas Moana was marketed as Moana, this is a young girl's story, this is a feminist story. It, and I find that's different in terms of the approach. Okay. That's fair enough. Now, Stacey, yeah. do you have an answer to that of why this isn't Maui's story? Well, the film's called Moana for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have Beauty and the Beast, we have Moana standing on her own. It's Moana's story in that we are introduced to her and the, and the story centres around her. And if Maui never returned to her, then she would have gone to Takar on her own and restored Takar on her own. Mm-hmm. She okay. would have done that regardless of him. Then now why he, is Maui in the film? Because he's the one who stuffed it up in the first place. <laughs> he He's the one who made the mistake. And at the start, it was like, oh, he has to rectify his wrongdoings. He's the one who stuffed it up and the ocean is called okay. Moana. It wasn't clear at that so point. So what you're saying so that she, is that Maui in Moana yeah. is one of the obstacles Moana has to overcome. Yeah. Okay. And what you were saying Mm. is that in Beauty and the Beast, it is about Belle finding this partnership with the Beast that sets everything to rights. Yes, it's about both of their journeys. Okay. Mm. I think, sorry, just on the obstacle. He is an obstacle, but he's also the – he instigated the conflict. The problem. The Mm. problem. So he is an obstacle in that they've got to, like, work – Around him, he or has despite to be, of him, he has um, to be held accountable a lot of the time. Okay, but held mm. accountable for his actions okay. as well. All right. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I have. So we'll take another quick break. Mm. And we'll come back with your final summaries. All right.
this is the final round. You'll each have three minutes to make your final statements as to why your film is the best and why your opponent's film is not the best. Mm. Now, Stacey, you'll be going first, as has been decided, and your time starts when you start talking. My movie, Moana, has been accused of being a copycat, but Beauty and the Beast stands on that exact premise of taking predecessors of Ariel and um, and other Disney princesses and making them better, making them have more gumption. Uh, that is exactly what they intended to do with the character of Belle. And if you're going to make the argument that Moana is a copycat of previous princesses, well, it's negated because that is exactly what Belle is. Belle um, is a beautiful character, but there are some dangerous tones to Beauty and the Beast. The movie shows where Belle rejects a crude, mean, cruel, controlling, hairy guy who locks up her dad in favour of a crude, mean, cruel, controlling, hairy guy who locks up her dad. We follow the journey of Beast. The story is not actually about Belle. She remains the same person and in fact she she uh, compromises her agency and compromises her dream in order to benefit a man. Um, she gives that all up. And is that the message here of this movie? That's what it seemingly is, is give up yourself, give up your dreams and try and use your feminine skills and empathy to take on the emotional load and change a man and take responsibilities for his failures. Moana goes a completely opposite direction where she doesn't take responsibility for Maui. She puts him to task. She makes him take responsibility for his actions and she does what is the right thing. She shows compassion for someone who has been traumatized and hurt and she sees them and recognizes them in that trauma and she gives that her heart away to her to her people and to her culture and she provides that healing and compassion and she finds herself she has an out she knows that it's not all her responsibility she knows it doesn't rest on her shoulders she knows she has a support of an incredibly loving family who want the best for her who guide her and who tell her this is not all on you this is not your responsibility to change this man that is on him your responsibility is to be true to yourself and do um, what you think is right and what you are capable of achieving and that Moana is brave and courageous and loving and she chose to do that. The film um, shows Disney's acknowledgement of their power and influence and their their influence to make a change in the community that they can move forward this representation of these incredible cultures that are unrepresented in our in our wider society and do it with great justice the exception of this movie by the Polynesian culture was pretty widespread there were some little comments here and there but overall people went this is amazing to see me on a screen to see a character I can identify to see my culture respectfully represented um, is an incredible feat and I think that is something so spectacular and unique to Disney that they can do that and have the power to continue to do that. The jig is up, you jaded well jack-in-the-box. Any facts that needed to be checked there, fact I mean, checker? that was all very sweeping statements. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did look up, uh, is Moana brave? And yes. <laughs> um, Thanks, Google. <laughs> Good work, Google. Okay, well, we'll okay. go over to you now, Georgie. Whew. Three minutes and your time mm. starts when you start talking. 
Overall, Beauty and the Beast is clearly the better Disney film over Moana. It celebrates everything that is wonderful and magical about Disney. It's a cohesive film that tells a beautiful story with a powerful and relevant message to this day. It established one of the most iconic Disney princesses, Belle, which started off on the trend of having well-rounded, intelligent, strong female characters who inspire so many young and old women to embrace who they are, even when people might think they're a little bit odd. Yes, she finds love, but that doesn't diminish her as a character. It merely shows her capacity to love um, and accept other people. The film has an important moral, which is learnt by both Belle and the Beast. It has an entire cast of lead and supporting characters that are memorable and interwoven into Disney's past, present and future. The music is so iconic and integral to Disney. It's referenced all throughout pop culture and an integral feature in many Disneyland shows. And Disney just wouldn't be the same if you remove these songs from the canon. Beauty and the Beast is an intelligent film that has been proven to stand in the company of the best movies of all time, let alone just being a great Disney film. Moana, on the other hand, is an average, slow, repetitive outing that tries and fails to become a new Disney classic. It has some good character work, but it has simplistic one-liners and played-out jokes that chip away about anything that is decent to the film merely pandering to a very, very young child audience. It has a strong female character at the centre, which could be a step forward, but with all of Maui's mansplaining and weak side character choices, the film falls flat. In terms of dangerous messages, Moana refuses to listen to her elders who know better than her and are only trying to help her and goes out into dangerous conditions where she nearly dies being trapped underwater. She runs away from home. What kind of message is that to set for teens and other young children? Um, Disney tries to showcase a culture that is previously been unrepresented and whilst the base of the story does help to celebrate that culture that characterization of Maui and other side characters use all of his traits from traditional lore as merely punchlines which diminishes the importance of the culture that it tries to represent and celebrate and this day and age surely Disney knows better Disney has a responsibility to display culture in a better and more appropriate way Stacey says that a large portion of the culture did it Polynesia is such a diverse culture it can't possibly cater to everyone within that large group Beauty and the Beast, on the other hand, is a jewel in the crown. It is the creme of the crop. It is the best of the best. Just because it is so iconic and integrally Disney. Um, It's not just a fairy tale story. It's a smart, visually stunning, iconic, musical masterpiece that is and always will be a highlight of the Disney legacy. Okay. Didn't even need all the time. Strong words. My God. Goodness. <laughs> Are there any facts that you need to check there? Again, it's just sweeping broad statements. <laughs> sweeping sweeping statements. broad statements. Okay, so. And I'm deathly afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to take some time to uh, oh. comb through my notes. Please use this time to gush about both of these films. I'm so tired. I'm so. I love Moana so much. I feel like it's so underappreciated. This was very difficult for me. As a person. Just saying. I had to do this twice, Georgina. I know. Twice. Twice. Stacey loves Beauty and the Beast so much. <laughs> do you know what oh. I forgot? I forgot to mention that your favourite person in the whole world. I know. You didn't even bring that up. I, I had was, it as a point. I couldn't bring it up because I knew you'd bring it up. I had it as a point my, and I forgot to bring it up. My favourite human in the world is Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I couldn't – I had to take a dig at the music a little bit, but I couldn't even <laughs> – I couldn't even open that door because oh, I was like, I can't, I, as, I can't. I had it as a point of my summary and I just- I can't um, speak bad about just him. just got missed in, in everything else. But um, yeah, Beauty and the Beast is problematic, but incredibly special. <laughs> to me. Summary, that's and it. I that should it. just be my debate. My no, I love summary. it. I do love it. And 
It's interesting with the not to be mentioned remake. Um, how it ruined it. It it really ruined um it had the no. whole journeys of the characters and and the emotional depth and and all of that. It just it just took away that and I think um that really speaks highly of the original. The original, yeah, that it's yeah. better. The job that Linda did in the screenplay and direction and um in making sure yeah. those, those characters are really true. Um yeah, I love I love Beauty and the Beast. Fun fact, are you ready for it? Do you know what film it lost out to for the best Oscar? I only discovered this as looking oh, this up. I haven't looked it up. It was Silence of the Lambs. Well, see the thing that's is, what it was up against. Well, you got Beauty and the but Beast. There wasn't a best animated feature category in the Oscars. Yeah, no, so like, no, that's it. Kind it was, of it was pioneered up for it. The lead, but yeah, it's because they yeah. didn't even have a. It wasn't a category that existed. It, it basically at the time. kind of so it was. It was never really yeah. yeah. It was never really going to win. But um, I but still just think it's interesting that they had to sit mm. down and review both those movies and think, oh, objectively, <laughs> which one's better? <laughs> it is a very um, hard comparison. Mm. But um, but yeah. But I also this is a, this is a I think this is the worst debate this as is, far as this difficulty. Is a difficult one in in comparison. I think this is the hardest one for me. Ooh. So far, like coming up against the movie. Yeah. Um, I have a great love for lots of movies, but this is definitely the hardest one because I'm like, I can't throw Moana under the bus because it's a brilliant it's movie. It's a great film. Mm. Uh, oh. All right, Zane, come on. I'm emotionally bring the exhausted pain. by proxy. <laughs> just bring the pain. <laughs> We've just made you exhausted with all of our I mean, either way I'm going to hurt because... These are yeah. two great films and they're two great female characters and mm. they're both... Uh, like you said, like Georgie said, iconic. Mm. Belle is iconic. Beauty and the Beast is one of the most iconic parts of the Disney canon. Um, and not enough can be said about the effect that it's had both mm. on Disney and on the every film that's followed. Yeah. Mm. Um, the music, again, it's another Mencken, uh, Ashman Mencken um, masterpiece. Oh, oh, so good. Um, <laughs> it's so good. And so, like, pioneering of the animation again. Mm. Uh, so, like, all of that needs to be taken into account. We've got the the classic Renaissance Disney yeah. and we have new age Disney in mm. Moana. Now, obviously, Moana's... Um, messages are a little bit more fine-tuned like mm. they've learned some lessons from yeah. beauty and the beast and the reaction there and the story that was told there and they really have almost note for note fixed up the kind of weird messaging that was coming through in beauty and the beast and and fixed yeah. that in moana yeah when you put beast and maui against each other it is amazing how similar mm. the stories are yeah that being said <laughs> I can't give too much credence to Georgie your argument of misrepresentation of the Polynesian culture when you say that there is a misrepresentation and people are, are, are critical of it then you turn around and say well there's so many different cultures you can't please them all mm. when there were Polynesian writers there were Polynesian creatives there the they Oceania definitely did trust. their yeah they definitely did their um they tried due diligence they tried to do it as best as they could yeah. representation on the creative team um and I think that's something that 
isn't really a problem with Beauty mm. and the Beast at all because it's French. Yeah, and it's and who cares about the French? It's well, they say bonjour, bonjour. That's <laughs> it. Tick. Frenchman can't the French, be wrong. She carries a baguette. Like that's it. That's French culture, right? So I think sorry, French people. I'm I really sorry. <laughs> when it when it comes to filmmaking, I think both of these films stand up to a, a very high standard, and so the decision today comes down to <laughs> Moana versus Belle. And which is which is the better role model? So I think you you have to we have to recognize that Belle is such an important part of Mm, women's of of today's women's lives and little girls growing up now. We can't deny that, and Moana hasn't had a chance to have that nostalgic and growth value. And so Mm. I have in the past. Given that nostalgia and that legacy, some weight. However, my problem doing that this week is that Moana fixes the problems that Bell asks. Mm. Like the the problems mm. with Bell are directly answered for in Moana. Mm. So, I think when we take the Beast and Maui out of the equation, when we take the great the the great supporting cast out. I'm Limmel Miranda versus Ashman Menken. Like they're both great. Yeah, you can't yeah. compare them. Um, critical reception, both great. It comes down to just a choice of who I think Ooh. is a better role model for little girls today, for the mm. people that these films are aimed at. Ooh. And today, the better Disney film is Moana. <sighs> Ooh. Congratulations, <laughs> Stacey. And I'm very sorry, Stacey. I'm so happy. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, that, that's a rough one. You both argued really well. Yeah. Um, you kind of ticked off all the points for your film against the other film. But, yeah, I think it just comes down wow. to Disney has learned its lessons. I'm and sad and happy. I just don't know how to feel. <laughs> And it's just yeah. applying them in their movies well, going forward. When you forward. look at it, it is basically they've looked at Beauty and the Beast and they've said, Belle's what people like. Yeah. We're going to fix her up in Moana. And, I and think that's just like time and look back in hindsight. Yeah. Like, well, story. No yeah. one ever asked if I had a bias. Oh, do you have a bias? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Thanks we'll come back asking. to you now. I'm declared. <gasps> but I must say that like I was thinking about it. When I was not asked. And <laughs> when you were sitting quietly <laughs> trying not to get yelled at. Beauty and the Beast has such like a nostalgia appeal for me. But when I asked myself, what movie would I right now want to watch more? Mm. It was Moana. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think Beauty and the Beast is a very clear stepping stone on the path to Moana. And I don't think Moana isn't somewhere that you don't want to go. Mm. So... You want to get to where Moana is, and for that you have to bypass Beauty and the Beast. And so I think that that the yeah that's that's what got so it there. It's a rough decision. <gasps> Look, I'm, I'm again, these rounds are hard. And this is this yeah. is going to get harder. I'm I'm very afraid of what social media is going to do to me. I don't when think this is they'll released. like you. Like I said, I'm actually really <laughs> happy Moana won because I I love it. I think it's so beautiful. But I'm really devastated. Because the Beauty and the Beast, like, <laughs> well, I'm couldn't glad they have gone up no against other happy. things? Like, no, there's no winners in this debate. 
So let us know what you think <laughs> on the on our Facebook page. Uh, it's Disney versus Disney debates. Yeah, no one's been impolite yet. I have been called out personally a few times by name, um, which is fine. That's My name's out there, so you can call me out. Um, that's on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Instagram and on Twitter and our home on the web. That's not canon.com. So thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Georgie. No worries. For fighting so, so courageously for Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Congratulations and consolations, Stacey, for thank winning. You. <laughs> for thank winning you. with Moana. And thank you for oh. fact-checking us all the way through to the end, Matthew. Well, what can I say except you're welcome. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next week for another debate, which will be the last of this round. So until then, keep watching Disney, everyone. I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies. And now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinga. The Devil. And a Mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies, where we interview a new mythological creature creature every week living in a modern day world come join us oh, that's not kind of productions podcast come home to ultra fast broadband and sky's best ever wi-fi for our lowest ever price from just 30 euro a month so you can now play games stream music and download movies at ultra fast speeds for less than ever before to switch from just 30 euro a month for 12 months Search Sky 30. Availability subject to location, setup, these terms and conditions apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. Grenke, your finance partner for fast, efficient leasing and invoice finance options. Are you a supplier of business equipment? Do you want to grow your sales and increase your profit margins? Do you want to expand your customer base and have the edge over your competition? Talk to Grenke today about becoming a partner. We pay your invoices within 24 hours of delivery, saving you time to focus on growing your business. We lease everything for the office, home office, school, university, surgery or factory. From office furniture to cutting-edge business technology. Grenke. Fast Forward Finance. That's G-R-E-N-K-E.